and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'm your host, as ever, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. As usual, today on the show, we'll go through the Premier League, we'll go through the Championship games, League One, League Two, then we'll hit you with a couple of bomb-proof trebles at the end. Nearly time for Christmas. Absolutely, yeah. So, obviously, with the festive period comes plenty of opportunity, and uh, we'll do our best to deliver as much as we can over that period probably won't get a podcast out for the boxing day games but definitely for the ones after that but as ever we'll be hot on twitter so if we do like the look of anything over boxing day we'll of course tweet them out for you guys so you won't miss out there um let's rumble straight on shall we with the premier league for this weekend oh let's start with a with a cracker on a friday absolute cracker on a friday friday night football's back it's back with a bang, and that's Arsenal v Liverpool. So, Arsenal, the home team, eleven to eight. The draw, thirteen to five, and Liverpool are seven to four. I don't know about you, but I can see this going all three ways. But I can see plenty of goals. Plenty of goals. Liverpool are just so unpredictable at the moment, aren't they? Oh yeah, absolutely. Seems to be scoring four, five, one week, then can't hit the back of the net the next week. Yeah, can't keep them out still um, on occasions. Yeah, I, I mean, it depends what Liverpool turn up, doesn't it? And, uh, you know, Arsenal, are, uh, they hardly romped home at home to Newcastle in their last game. So no. Uh, they don't fill me with uh, huge confidence at the moment, but a win's a win, nevertheless. This kind of has a bit more significance for Arsenal as well, because if Liverpool do win... They'll open up a, a four-point cushion ahead of Arsenal. So Liverpool in fourth on 34 points at the moment. Arsenal in fifth on 33. So Arsenal really can't afford to lose this one. They can't. Timely improvement with their with their back four. They've actually kept four clean sheets in the last five games. So they've been really tight in the yeah. back. And the media probably haven't given them the credit they deserve for that kind of run. It's very solid. Against some mediocre teams, granted, but uh, still pretty impressive. Yeah, and of course, they've got a really good record at the Emirates this season. Played nine, won eight, lost just the one. It's the second best in the league. So it's not going to be easy for Liverpool. But um, Salah, Jesus Christ, 20 goals already in all competitions. And I'll be 100% honest with you, I don't know why he was signed at the start of the season. No. No, you look at their uh, squad, that's uh, the one area where they don't need people, really, isn't it? Yeah, they, they, they didn't have a problem scoring last season. They've actually scored less this season than they did at the, this stage last season. So, yeah, they brought in Salah and Solanke as well. And I was thinking, oh, my God, like who's going to play? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Salah's been signing of the season by an absolute mile. I think that's fair to say. and uh, Should be a nominee for uh, Player of the Year as well. So, yeah, uh, incredible player. There's rumours that Real Madrid are interested, which happens whenever a player does well. Do you think that kind of move is granted for Salah? Do you think uh, mm. Real Madrid could use a player like that? Or I don't feel like he fits the Galactico mould, really. Not a big enough, not a not big a big enough name. name. No, no. Not, a big, not enough Instagram followers, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big enough brand, is he? No, he's not. He's not. And uh, I'd want to see him do it over a, a couple of seasons in the Premier League yeah. rather than just 
the first few months. Granted, he started like an absolute house on fire. But we've seen, you know, one season, wonders in the Premier League many a time before, haven't we? So, uh, I, I think Salah is a cut above, but the essence of what you're saying is, is exactly right. And uh, regarding this game, I don't think I would bet on it purely because I just don't know which Liverpool are going to turn up. Uh, if I had to go for something, I think I'd go for a score draw. Uh, the draw, as Tom mentioned, is 13-5. to five. Yep. A few other odds for you. Both teams to score isn't the best. It's priced at 2-5. to five. Over oh. t- <laughs> Tight that, innit? <laughs> yeah, just a bit. <laughs> over 2.5 goals, also pretty tight. That's 8-15. to 15. And uh, over 3.5 is 13-10. to 10. So not much value to be had in, in those markets either, to be honest. Especially when uh, you go back to the, the clean sheets that I was talking about uh, with Arsenal. It's not like they've been conceding loads and it's not like yeah. they've been scoring loads either. So, yeah, I think that's a bit of a banana skin. You look at this game and you think there should be goals, but you dig a bit deeper and, uh, you know, it doesn't seem as obvious, even though it is still expected. Yeah, no, completely agree, mate, with that. Good advice. So let's move on then to Saturday. We'll start with the early kickoff. That's 1230 and it's Big Sam's Everton up against Chelsea. Everton are priced at 9-2 for this one. The draw is 11-4. And Chelsea, 8-13, pretty big favourites for the away side. I wouldn't want to bet against Everton, to be honest, on the form. You though. can't. You can't. Um, especially with Chelsea at the moment as well. There was a couple of weeks ago, can you remember when, when we were mentioning about Hazard and just how unplayable the guy yeah. was yeah, and at that Newcastle, stage yeah. it looked like Chelsea were going to take that form and move forward Yeah, but they're, they're stuttering they've only lost one in their last seven which is obviously great uh, but they just don't seem to be inspiring at the moment Everton Everton are the big story in the Premier League right now aren't they and they've done great yeah they have they really surpassed most people's expectations under Big Sam but you're bang on with uh, Hazard and Chelsea in general they beat Newcastle 3-1 four games ago now. And since then, they lost their next game away at West Ham, 1-0. Then they beat Huddersfield 3-1 away, ground that one out, yeah. And then they uh, just ground out a 1-0 home victory against Southampton. So, yeah, they've got most of the results most of the time, but the performances haven't really been up there, have they? Um I'd stick my neck out a little bit here and I'd go for Everton on the double chance for this game and that's 5-4. to four. Yeah, that's a good bit of advice. Defensively, Everton have been brilliant since uh, since Big Sam's come in and obviously uh, Wayne Rooney. I'm abs- I've always been a huge fan of Rooney. Uh, even when it, it was clear that he was on his decline yeah. last season, I'm so happy that he's doing well and... Uh, just a little stat for you, which is making me in- immensely happy right now. <laughs> Wayne Rooney has one more Premier League goal than Romelu Lukaku at this stage of the season. Jeez. Wow. Which That's makes a- me so happy because I'm such a Lukaku hater for anyone <laughs> who hasn't listened to the show for the last 10 months. I can't stand Lukaku, so that makes me uh, really happy. No, fair enough. That's a, that's a really good stat. I didn't realise that. Nice. So, would you agree, Everton, double chance, or would you kind of prefer just to avoid this game because it's a bit unpredictable? Um, I would avoid it, but if I had to bet on anything, the double chance is the best value you're going to get. 
Yeah, I agree. Right, let's move on to the three o'clocks then. Oh god, the first game is Jesus Christ. It's Brighton v v Watford. Two woefully out of form teams here. Just one win between them both in the last twelve games. Brighton are priced at six to four. The draw is twenty one to ten, and Watford are nineteen to ten outsiders. <sighs> draw? Uh... God, I don't know. Watford have lost their discipline. Yeah, three no. red cards in the last three games. Troy Deeney's at the weekend, you can argue, is a little harsh. Uh, but the fact that he walks off the pitch, trying to be the big man, yeah. giving everyone abuse, throwing his weight around, like there's real petulance in that Watford team at the moment. And this is, I think this is the biggest test of Silver so far. Uh, when he came in for Hull, everyone thought they were down. He came in and there was no pressure. Um, when he comes in as Watford manager, no pressure. I expected them to struggle immensely. They've done really well. Now it's the first big test. Yeah. How, how good is this Watford team? How good is Silver? I really think Brighton will roll their sleeves up. They should have got that victory last week. Um, Glenn Murray missing the penalty. and I think they will get the victory this time round. 6-4 to four for Brighton. I think I would go for the Seagulls on this one. Yeah, I'd probably go just down the middle, to be honest, for the draw. I can see why I'd pick Brighton. Watford have got real problems at the back. They've conceded 33 goals this season, which is the second worst in the whole division. Only Stoke, with 39, have conceded more. So they clearly need to shore things up. But, yeah, it's, it's not going to be a pretty game, I don't think this. Maybe decided by the odd goal. I can't see it being a landslide either way. Under 2.5 is something I'd be looking at. Um, it's 4-6, to six, so it's clearly fancied by the uh, by the bookmakers. But yeah, Brighton-Watford, not going to be first on match of the day. More like last, but yeah. Sensible choice, I think, with the, uh, with the under 2.5. Um, let's move on to another team then that are real favourites with the bookies. Who else is it going to be other than Manchester City? They're 1-10, to 10, so very, very, very short. Uh, the draw is eight to one. Bournemouth are twenty-two to one. Uh, incredible, incredible odds. <laughs> I'm, I'm always amazed every time. To one. It's incredible. It's insane. It is incredible yeah. for a Premier League match. Surely, nothing other than City marching on. Surely, City marching on. Um, even Leicester who put them under pressure uh, midweek in the Carabao Cup. Man City still won on penalties. They've just they've Guardiola's created a winning habit. They're playing some insane football against Tottenham. It was just Tottenham last season, everyone was thinking that they could go on and win the league this year. That yeah. looks laughable now. Absolutely. That looks hilarious. Like this Man City team playing right now against the Chelsea team of last season in their top form. Be a close game, but I think City would win. And uh, yeah, it shows how far they've come now that Tottenham appear to have gone immensely backwards. They haven't really that much. It's just that City have, have raised the raised the game. Yep. No, I agree. And for Spurs, they're having a bit of trouble. Harry Kane's he's scored some goals, but he's not been quite as prolific as in the last couple of seasons. Deli Ali has not been at the races whatsoever. Uh, they've been unlucky with some injuries as well. Obviously, 
Older Rearworld's probably the best centre-back in the whole league. Um, he's out with injury. Same with Wanyama. So they're missing a few key players and have got players off form. But with Man City, they just keep winning and winning and winning. And it seems so weird to have a team like this in the Premier League. But if you look at the French League, you look at the German League, you look at the Italian League with Juventus, you know, they've all got teams who just win every single week. And it's just pretty boring, to be honest. You know who's going to win the title. And is it just going to be the same now with the Prem in England? And Man City just going to be that team that's like like a Bayern, like a PSG, like a, a, a Juve? Um, there's potential, but uh, let's be real. Manchester United especially are a super club. That's They're what I'd call you know, a super club. Man City are a modern day super club, kind of like PSG. Yeah. Uh, but United are like a... They're, you know, they're a Real Madrid, uh, yeah. they're a Bayern Munich in my eyes, and uh, I don't think the United board, whether Mourinho's there still next year or not, I don't think they're going to let uh, City just, you know, turn it into the SBL pretty much. Um, but one thing City have got to do now, they've got to do well in Europe. Yeah, they've got absolutely. To. Um, if they take this form into Europe, I mean, I follow European leagues, not intensely but I follow them and you know apart from Real Madrid and maybe PSG going forward Barcelona obviously are always there but although they're top of the league they seem to be on the decline rather than the rise I can't think of any teams that are going to stop City no and aiding to their cause obviously they've got Basel in the next round which is probably one of the kind of draws they could have got and PSG are playing Real Madrid so Instantly, one of the main, uh, instantly one of the main competition is going to be knocked out, and that's brilliant for City. And uh, if they want to really go on and dominate everything, they have to do well in Europe. If they do well in Europe, they could get the next level player. Yes, and I'm talking the world stars. They could they could attract a Neymar, for example. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and that would be amazing for the Premier League. Yeah, it would. Um, if they could get a Neymar or someone like Suarez or, God forbid, if Messi or Ronaldo ever want to move. If they had a choice of clubs in England, putting Ronaldo's affiliation with United aside, it would be City they go to. So, uh, yeah, big, big opportunity for City to really establish themselves. Bringing it back to this game then, is there anything other than than City to win at, at ridiculous odds. Uh, I quite like the look of City win both teams to score, actually, and that's 7-5. to five. Reason being, they have conceded a fair few goals as well recently against teams lower down in the table. So they beat West Brom 3-2, they beat Huddersfield 2-1, they beat Southampton 2-1, they beat West Ham 2-1, and then obviously more recently, Man United 2-1, Spurs 4-1, so... There has been a lot of games recently where they've they've won and both teams have scored. Absolutely, and if there's if the foes are playing, there's always a chance, always a chance. We saw with his uh, brace away at Palace, you know, he can score out of anywhere. So, yeah, um, especially if the foe plays, that could be a uh, very good tip indeed. Yeah, so that's the one to go for, I think, for me. If they, if you're looking for any value on yeah, this game, ab- yeah, absolutely, one to ten is just. It's just <laughs> Pointless. Laughable. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, laughable. So, yeah, I'd go with you on that one. Cool. Right, let's move on then to Southampton against Huddersfield. Southampton 
a price for me very tightly. Four to seven. Jeez, they're not that good. The draw twenty-nine to ten, and Huddersfield nineteen to four. Huddersfield had a great away win last weekend, as we've mentioned against Watford, four-one. Southampton winless in the last five. They don't justify odds of four to seven to me. What a joke! What a joke! <laughs> Use that. It is. I, I don't know who's making up those odds, but uh, yeah, Southampton should be favourites. Like, let's be honest, they're at home. On paper, they are the better team. Uh, but they are actually below Huddersfield in the league. Um, and Huddersfield have just come off the back of a wonderful win. And like you said, Southampton are, my God, they're, they're just never in good form, I don't feel like. So, yeah, crazy odds. No, yeah, the last uh, time. What do you think to the game? Uh, God, I'd have this one draw, 29 to 10, the draw, nearly 3 to 1. I can't back Southampton at that price, nearly 1 to 2. They haven't won since they battered Everton 4-1, and that was Everton who were at their lowest. No, not not for me. Especially yeah, I, watching... I totally agree, mate. Southampton for me are... I don't want to jump on the back of Pellegrino because... Uh... You know, he's, he's not really doing much wrong, is he? Southampton are in 12th. There's mm. no immediate danger. They're three points above the relegation zone, which makes it sound worse. But I just feel like all the uh, all the enthusiasm and all the spark has left Southampton. Yeah, well, they, they've won four games out of 18. It's yeah. not good, really. No, it's really not. Um, honestly, Tom, for me, I would be back in Huddersfield. Really not impressed by Southampton at all. Uh, I think Huddersfield, they got that win away yeah. at Watford. And for me, Watford and Southampton are not hugely apart in terms of where they are right now. Yeah, uh, I think Southampton definitely have the better team. But I'm talking right this second, they're both posing a similar challenge. And for me, Huddersfield, 19-4, worth a fiver for me. Definitely. Nearly 5-1, to one, so yeah. Decent returns, 30 quid returns off a fiver. Take that all day. But yep. yeah, I, I honestly think Huddersfield will uh, will get a win there. We'll move on to Stoke versus West Brom for now then. And this has got to be a must win for Mark Hughes. Surely. We talk about Paul Clement clinging on by his fingernails. Mark Hughes is another one. The Stoke fans seem to want him out. The border given the dreaded... Uh, public show of support for this weekend they added <laughs> so uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hardly a vote of confidence when the expiry date on it is six days or seven days <laughs> but um yeah this is this is must win i think the difference when it comes to hughes it's all over the media yeah clement swansea are bottom stoke is 17th uh, swansea are four points off survival right now but I'm hearing more about Hughes. Oh, yeah. So I think there's a lot more media pressure. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a must win. Would you would you dare call the game? No. No. It wouldn't surprise me if it's one of them games where West Brom finally get a win. They're due one under Alan Pardew. They've shored things up, but they haven't been scoring goals. And that was the problem again under Pulis. He's not really oh, sorted that out. No, I was just about to say to you, can you tell me what's changed? <laughs> can you can you tell me what's changed? I I don't feel nothing's changed. No. Nothing. It, it, it hasn't. Um, 
It's it's exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Yeah. It's wildly frustrating because I, I'm I'm a big fan of Tony Pulis and I I like to see managers be given time until it's completely unrepairable. Yeah. And uh, if you bring a new manager in. You need to hit the ground running, um, otherwise fans are going to question you. Unfortunately, it's an impatient game. And um, Pardew, what has he changed? Nothing, nothing. He's had what a good a good draw against um, Spurs and a good draw against Liverpool away. But aside from that, he's he's lost away at Swansea as well. He's drew against Palace nil nil. Um, he's drew against Newcastle, who are diabolical. They've got four points there from the last six games. Could Pulis have got that? Absolutely, he could have. Absolutely. And um, going back to the game, I don't know how I can back a team that hasn't won since the second game of the season, 19th of August. They beat Accrington Stanley <laughs> on the Tuesday following, but I'm not counting that. Yeah, away at Burnley, they won 1 0, 19th of August. And I don't know how you can back a team that hasn't won for how many months. Four months, nearly. That's dreadful. Terrible. I didn't quite realise it was that bad. Stoke, on the other hand, look a complete mess. So, oh God, I I wouldn't even go near this game. I'd just go draw. Someone, you know, held me up against the wall and told me to pick a result, I'd just go for draw. I'd say it's got the biggest nil-nil written all over it. Yeah, it's hard to to argue with that. (laughs) Uh, anyway, let's move on then from one beleaguered under-pressure manager to the other. This is Swansea and Paul Clement. They're at home to Roy Hodgson's Palace. Swansea are 2-1, to one. the draw 21-10, to 10, and uh, Palace are 29-20. to 20. Palace all day for me. Roy has got them rocking. I'm really pleased to see it, actually. I'm really surprised. Next England manager, Roy Hodgson. <laughs> <laughs> I... Um... I doubted him. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sit here and, and pretend that I saw this coming. I really didn't. And when you consider that Ben Teke scored his first goal of the season last week, and they've been playing people like Bakary Sacco up front, he's a decent player, but he's a winger. And considering they're 14th now, uh, they can put eight points between themselves and Swansea with a win. Yeah. Which wow. is just huge. Huge, considering that they didn't win any of their first seven games in <laughs> of the season. Um, no, they didn't or score. Yeah, Tom, or scoring them. They broke the record for the most games in a row to not score a goal, and now they've recently broken a Crystal Palace club record for the longest undefeated streak in in the Premier League. So crazy. Yeah, that that's unbelievable. And imagine if obviously we we don't know this for sure. You know, imagine if. Hodgson had this team and this kind of situation at the start of the season, Palace would be, they'd be up there in the 7th, 8th, ninth kind of territory. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, for me, I, I think I know what you're going to say. But I really think that uh, Palace are a team to be backed this weekend, 29 to 20. It's very attractive. And what they did to Leicester last week, Leicester yeah. by far and away better than Swansea. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no way you can back Swansea. One win in 12. Paul Clements on the verge of the sack every single week, it seems. And this could be the week he finally goes. 
Uh, let's move on then to the final three o'clock game. That's West Ham against Newcastle. The Hammers are twenty-one to twenty. The draw twenty-three to ten, and Newcastle are thirteen to five. There's no better time to play Newcastle, is there, for West Ham, who are on the up? On the up, you got to go with uh, Elijah Woods, Green Street Elite here. Twenty-one to twenty at home against a hapless Newcastle. Yeah, um, Moyes, Moyes is doing it. Moyes, eh? Moisey, I mean, went over the top a little bit uh, the other day when he said he could do any job in world football. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, um, he's done really well. And I doubted him the most out of all of the new managers. Yeah, yeah me too. And he, yeah, he's done a really good job. West Ham are up to 15th now. He started off pretty poorly, didn't he? He had uh, the 4-0 loss against Everton. Then they lost to Man City. Then since then they beat Chelsea, they've drew with Arsenal, and then they beat Stoke last weekend three 0 When they, I was watching the highlights, and they could have had about seven or eight, and Nautovic on his own yeah. could have could have had about five. Yeah. And uh, Newcastle just looks shot of confidence. It seems to be one of those spells where things just aren't going for them whatsoever. They hit the post twice last weekend with some great strikes, but yeah, West Ham twenty one to twenty. Team well on the up. It's Do you know what Newcastle remind me of? Newcastle remind me of when you're playing football manager or FIFA career mode. You you can smell January and you just can't be bothered to play the the rush of games before January. <laughs> you just want to get there and you just want to get some new players in. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's Rafa right now. <laughs> he he probably keeps looking at these games, going, "Oh my, another one." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like another one before I can start. Another you know. one. Yeah. <laughs> another one. So, yeah, I, I really do think that Rafa's just waiting for January and hopefully this new business lady that's going to take over Newcastle can yeah. get it done before uh, January January transfer window. Well, they need it because one win in 13 now, uh, that's just in the league. Eight losses in the last nine Premier League games with just the draw against West Brom to separate those losses. So, not good. Not good at all. And I fully expect West Ham to compound the misery on Newcastle this weekend. Let's move on to the 5.30 kick-off then this Saturday. And that's Burnley against Spurs. Burnley 6-1. to The draw 3-1. to And Tottenham 1-2. to For me, value of the weekend. Got to be Burnley for me. Putting it out there. Yeah, I mean, it. you can't back Spurs. That's one thing. And Burnley is so tempting at 6-1. to one. Uh, Above Spurs in the table, they have the joint best defensive record in the entire league. And yes, that does include Manchester City. And at home especially, they're formidable. Yeah, they are. We talk about how good Burnley have been at home. Spurs have been dreadful away from home recently. The last five Premier League games, they've lost four and drew just one. And they lost away at Man United, they've lost away at Arsenal, they've lost away at Leicester and they've lost away at City and then they drew at Watford one all. So they've not been travelling well whatsoever. So Burnley is not a, not a good place or an easy place to go when you're in such bad form. And they're, they're just lucky, I think, Spurs, to to have Deli Ali this weekend, to possibly have Harry Kane this weekend, because 
They made some disgusting tackles last weekend against City. Petulance again. This team is packed full of young players. And um, we saw the season when Leicester won the league, when they all kicked out and kicked off at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, this team is well capable of uh, boiling over when the pressure's on and yeah. petulance is, is in their nature. And yeah, for me, I agree with you, Tom. Kane and Ali, two straight reds. Uh, should be without them. And this is one of the last places you want to go, isn't it, when you're in it bad is. form? It is. But um, I think we've spoken about this before as well. I could just see Dele Ali doing something stupid like that at the World Cup, getting sent off. There yeah, goes England's he's, hopes. he's an idiot. Like... Um, Mentally, he's not where he should be. How many times have we seen people wind him up and him bite back or do stupid tackles? And Right, let's be honest, Deli. You're trying to put one in on one of the best players, if not the best player in the league. He should be kind of striving to to get to De Bruyne's level. And yeah, definitely. De Bruyne's release when he, when he scored that goal with his, with his left peg. And his celebration, you could just tell, you know, get out of my league. Yeah. Basically, Delhi. Yeah. Absolutely nowhere near him. No, you're right. Another price for you, Bernie double chance, 31 to 20. If you're a bit unsure about going for Bernie straight on the nose. Comes with a safety blanket, doesn't it? Double it, chance. It does, it does. Nice, cosy safety blanket. Yeah, yeah, good price though. Yeah, it is. Um, so that's, for us, the value there. Burnley, not Spurs. Banana skin guys avoid them. Uh, finally, so didn't quite notice this, apart from the Friday game, every other game is on Saturday. And it's a, a 7.45 kickoff this Saturday. New. Is this the first one? I don't know. SNF. Yeah. Saturday night football. It must be because they can't have a game on a Sunday so close to Boxing Day. I don't know, but yeah, 7.45 on Saturday. It's Leicester against Man United, live on Sky. Leicester 15-4, the draw 13-5, and Man U 3-4. How can you see this one going? I quite like United, you know, 3-4. Yeah? I quite, Even though I quite Leicester have like been United. playing well? Yeah, they are playing well. In the Premier League, uh, they've... Most of the troubles have come against the better sides. Um, so the last two defeats have come away at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea, home to Man City. Two very difficult fixtures there. But, you know, against the smaller teams, uh, this is when Lukaku is going to run riot and everyone's going to, you know, go absolutely crazy about him. Jesse Lingard has come to form. Probably the best I've ever seen him play. Yeah. Uh, long may that continue. And yeah, three to four. I think United will uh, will get the victory. Yeah, hmm. I'm, I'm I'm torn. I can see this one going all ways. I think both teams will score in this one, um, as they often do when Leicester play. But phew, I'm going to say draw, thirteen to five. To be honest, it's a tough one to call. Yeah, I I know Palace were outstanding, but also Leicester were uh, were not great. Played Tuesday. I know we did rotate, but. Some first team has played, you know, 120 minutes. So, um, yeah, for me, I think uh, United will will get the victory there. Yeah, that brings me on to another point I'd like to touch on as well. Leicester in the cup. Why would you not play a full strength side? It's it's something that really bugs me. Mediocre teams are Leicester going to get into the Europa League? Realistically, realistically, no, no they're not. So this is their best route in there, and 
you know, the Leicester fans, I know they had the Champions League, but uh, the Europa League would be a great journey for a team like Leicester. Yeah, and you win a cup. And you win a cup the day out of Wembley, the, you know, the prestige of winning a trophy. Yeah. Yeah, really annoys me. I understand Man City and all the Champions League teams. Yeah, um, and maybe the relegation teams, but if yeah. you're a if you're a mid table side, you should be trying to win every cup. Yeah, completely agree. It's uh, it's annoying. It's weird. It's a weird one. Annoying. It is. Anyway, let's move on to the championship, shall we, Tom? Absolutely. I'm going to go first. You get in there. And I'm going to take over from ba- Bastardo Backstabio. Um, last week Tom you turned your back on your beloved Forest uh, and you got it correct (laughs) yeah rightfully so Uh, Bristol City won 2-1 Forest not the best away from home and they've got a really really tough one this weekend away to Preston North End Uh, Preston you know they may not be as glamorous or they may not be as high up as Bristol City but they're equally as good at home they've been absolutely fantastic recently uh, beat Sheffield United at home um, on Saturday, and you can get Preston at four to five, which is a very very tidy price, I think. Yeah, for it is. When their opponents are as hapless as Forest on the road. Yeah, I completely agree with that one, mate. To be honest, as we said last week, Forest dreadful away from home. Just three wins in eleven, eight losses, no draws, and that's the second worst in the entire league. Uh, in terms of losses, only Birmingham have lost more away from home. Preston's a tough place to go. I am going to go for Derby at home to Millwall. And Derby are 17-20. to 20. They're on a great run, Derby. They're way up now in fourth. They're six points behind Cardiff in second place. But they are also five points ahead of Leeds in seventh place. So they're pretty, pretty comfortably nestled now in the playoffs. On a great run of form. They've won five out of their last six. And Millwall, as I've mentioned before on the podcast, they've not won a single league game away from home this season. So uh, drawn six and lost five of their 11 away games. So Derby should definitely be winning this one. Yeah, Derby have been brilliant recently and uh, took Gary Rowett a little bit of time, didn't it, to kind of get in his groove. Um, But now he's in the groove. Derby look brilliant, um, it has to be said. I'm going to stay in the promotion hunt, uh, and I'm going to look at Cardiff. Now, Cardiff are away at Bolton this weekend, and we've spoke about Bolton's upturning fortunes, but that came crashing down uh, when they lost a crucial game, 1-0 at home to Burton Albion. Absolutely damaging result, and they're welcoming Cardiff, who have lost just one in their last 10 games uh, they have actually won five of their last six. And Cardiff are actually priced at evens, mm. which I think is a wonderful price. That is a really good price. Really, really good price, actually. Cardiff just don't stop winning. Bolton are a physical side. like to get in there, get stuck in, get amongst you. But Cardiff aren't going to be ruffled by that whatsoever. Not a Neil Warnock team. That is their forte. So, can't see Bolton. Yeah, this, this will be an ugly... Ugly game. Yeah. Um, but when when I look at Cardiff's team, Tom, it, it it actually offends me. Like some of the players in that team, I I know obviously uh, you know they're doing brilliantly, and it's really hard to you know give a team too much grief when they're doing so well. 
Yeah. Oh my God, they've got some. <laughs> they've got some terrible players. Uh, Junior <laughs> Hoyler, about a year ago, didn't have a club like yeah. halfway into the season, and now he's l- playing up front on his own in a team that's second in the league and potentially getting promoted. It's it's just yeah. it's just crazy. Yeah. But uh, well, they, uh, they keep doing it. They... What, what else can you say? No, they do. Um, clearly, the the sum of the parts are greater than the the individuals themselves, but. You say with Hoyle, same again. Nathaniel Mendes Lang, released by Peterborough in League One, picked up by Cardiff. Look at him now. <laughs> he's he started the season on fire, tailed off a little bit. I think he's been injured, but um, he's been a revelation for a free transfer from a, a League One club. Um, Lee Tomlin, journeyman, found a home. Neil Warnock's put an arm around him, doing great. Are you gonna say um, Omar Bogle? Um, Omar Bogle. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely brilliant for Grimsby. Gets his big move to Wigan. Doesn't work out. Bounces round a couple of teams. Now is you know a very very strong bench player. Uh, Greg Halford has been at every Championship club imaginable. He's there uh, playing a a small part. It's 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 a team of people with points to prove. I feel yeah. like yeah, and that's kind of what. Neil Warnock's kind of like as a manager, isn't he? He feels like he's always got a point to prove. He's got that kind of siege mentality about his teams. And, uh, he has. Yeah, fully deserved position in the league at the moment. Can't argue with it. No. Uh, anything else from you, Tom? Yes. I've got a couple more. This is one that I didn't think I'd be tipping on the podcast anytime soon. And that's Sunderland at home to Birmingham. Sunderland on 19-20. to 20. The curse is finally broken. As of last weekend, Sunderland's worst home run in English football has come to an end. They beat Fulham 1-0. And this week, they entertain a Birmingham side who are rock bottom of the championship. I don't think there's probably a better team to play if you want to continue this win- little winning streak they've gone on. No, I, I couldn't agree anymore. I have Sunderland wrote down here in my notes. And uh, yeah, I think Coleman is... Going to use this definitely to get back-to-back wins. God knows how long it's been since that. Um, and Birmingham are just uninspiring and, to my delight, sliding straight to League One. <laughs> um, one more from me. I don't know if you've got any more. No, I don't actually. So I'm interested to see what you have. Yeah, this one might raise a few eyebrows. It's a, a little bit of a punt. And that's Middlesbrough to beat Sheffield Wednesday. Away from home, uh, Middlesbrough nine to five. They're not in the best form. Granted, they've won just two games out of the last six. However, Sheffield Wednesday are in even worse form. So they've not won a single game in their last six. Uh, their last win coming on the fourth of November away at Aston Villa. And there's been a lot of things said recently in the media about Sheffield Wednesday, how uh, Carlos Carvajal's job is about to come to an end if they, if they lose this game, perhaps. It's not a happy place at the moment. Underachieving. They spent a lot of money. I heard this week, actually, that in the three seasons he's been there, he's spent £35 million and not received a single transfer fee in. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a... Holy... <laughs> That's some investment from the uh, from the money people at Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah, it is. 
and they've had two failed playoff campaigns. They're having a massive playoff hangover this season, uh, and I think this could be the nail in the coffin. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Uh, you know, sometimes an assignment comes to an end. You know, bringing it back to Nottingham Forest, I remember when we had Billy Davis. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had back-to-back back-to-back playoff pushes. They both failed. Um, and then it started to spiral out of control, and you miss your opportunity. That's all. You know, you gave it a go. You did well. Now it's kind of everything's getting a bit stale and... You know, it's it's just time to bring fresh people in, I think. And uh, it's a similar situation with Wednesday where they've tried under Carvajal and uh, with this group of players. Hasn't worked out, so I think now it's time to uh, time to look elsewhere. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so just a little bit of an outsider there, Middlesbrough, 9-5 to five, if you fancied a punt. That's all for me then for the Championship. So do you want to kick us off with League One and take one of the very few teams that's there yeah I think this is going to be very quick um, <laughs> this league one this league one review it's really tough this week it really is yeah I'm going to start off I just want to warn everyone I don't know if this is a typo but Northampton against Blackburn is the game I'm going to talk about and it's a 2pm kickoff no idea yeah. why but it's a 2pm kickoff Who so knows? just to let you know if you want to go down to the bookies and get uh, Blackburn on Make sure you do it in time. Anyway, moving on to the actual game itself. No huge surprise that we're tipping Blackburn here. Uh, they're sat in third, Northampton in 20th. Uh, they're priced at four to six, which you can probably expect. I think that's about right. Yeah. It's not very exciting, but I think it's about right. Um, and Blackburn, as we've mentioned before, haven't lost now since the 14th of October. Uh, they have actually won seven of their last eight games um, and I I can not see any other result other than a uh, away win. No, me neither. We backed Blackburn last weekend on the bomb-proof treble. They came through again and you, you just can't oppose them. Um, yeah, 100% agree with that pick, mate. I am going to go for one more and that's Scunthorpe. I know you don't particularly agree with this one. We've, we've talked about it off-air. But um, that's Scunthorpe at home to Southend. Scunthorpe are 6-5. to five. Scunthorpe were going great guns. They're really, really pressing on towards the, the automatic promotion places in the league. They actually won six league games in a row. That was throughout October and November. Recently, they've lost in uh, both cup competitions they're in. So the, the FA Cup against Doncaster, the Football League trophy against Leicester under-21s, then they had it. They've had a loss against Walsall in the league and a draw against MK Dons in the league. So had a little bit of a blip coming into December, but they host the South End side, who do have a poor, poor away record. They're 21st in the away league table, so they've won just two of their 11 away games this season. And they've got a much, much stronger home record. And I think Scunthorpe are going to turn around that little blip this Saturday. I think I think it's a sketchy tip, but I can definitely see where you come from. <laughs> if I had to choose, I'd go for the Irons uh, for sure. I hate to be so brief, but for me, League One is done for opportunity this week. Yeah, there are a few I'd look at and say, yeah, they they, they probably should win. Peterborough at home to Bury probably should win. Um, Bradford, 
maybe away at Wimbledon, yeah. eleven to eight. Yeah, it, there's a lot of maybe, but um, I think League One's had more more opportunity the other weeks than this week. Yeah, we're not interested in maybes. We want definites. Yes. Uh, right, kick us off with League Two, then, Mister Walker. League Two, and we're going to go back to mine and Tom's hometown. When Notts County are at home, it usually means there's a good chance that they're going to win. Last week, however, they tripped up. Uh, They uncharacteristically drew nil-nil, actually, um, to Grimsby. So, not the best result, but they are usually very, very strong at home. And they are facing Cambridge United. Now, Cambridge, they're not bad, they're not good, they're in 13th, I think that's where they'll probably finish. And Notts County are at 8-11, to 11. so, you know, it's not a fantastic price, but we'll take it. Yeah, I think they'll, they'll win, definitely. As you say, the price ain't too bad. Notts at home, though, definitely should win that one. The other cert, I think, for me, in this division this weekend is Colchester, at home to Port Vale. Colchester have really picked up recently. They're on one of the best runs of form in the entire league. Um, They've got a really good home record as well. So 21 points so far at home from their 11 games. And they host a Port Vale side. And they're 13-10. Port Vale still picked up a little bit, but they're still down there in 18th. And Colchester, on the other hand, knocking on the door of the... Well, they're chasing the third automatic promotion spot, actually. They're only four points off Exeter in third place. I think they'll win this one pretty comfortably. Yeah, really uh, really cantering towards the havens of promotion, aren't they? And yeah, Port Vale, not really the toughest opposition in the whole league. Um, I did touch on Grimsby uh, drawing away at Notts County, which was a great result for uh, for the Mariners. They are away at Luton, so it doesn't get much easier for Grimsby. They have picked up a little bit of form recently, but you can argue this is the toughest game that you can have in the league. Uh, you got the highest-scoring team teamed with the second-best defence, which is you know never a bad combination, is it? No. Um, so they're away at Kendalworth Road. Luton are priced at eight to fifteen, so it's a pretty tight price. Uh, but I think, you know, this may be a bridge too far for Grimsby. Yeah, I definitely think uh, you can't bet against Luton, really, can you? They're, they're really good, really, really strong. A league above everybody else, I think, at the moment in this league. For me, uh, uh, League 2 is finished. It was a very brief nip, wasn't it, into League 1 and 2? Yeah, well, sometimes you have these weeks, don't you? The, the opportunity just doesn't present itself the way the fixtures fall. That's fine. We'd rather no tips, or well, we'd rather less tips than than give out more, and they're dodgy. Absolutely. So, shall we recap last week's bombproof trebles? So, first up, let's see how Tom Walker's Katie Price treble did, or should I call it the one-nil treble? Absolutely. So, Shrewsbury uh, delivered. They managed to beat Blackpool one-nil. We also needed Portsmouth to win. They also did so with a one-nil win at home to Bury. However, it was Bolton Wanderers, a home fixture against struggling Burton Albion, and they blew it. They lost 1-0 to cost myself the bomb-proof treble. Gut in. Gut in. 
So Katie Price couldn't bring home the bacon. What about the Be Profitable treble? Unfortunately, it was uh, equally as close and agonisingly as far away. We had Blackburn. We needed them to win, and they did so with a comfortable 2-0 over Charlton. We had Bristol City to beat Nottingham Forest, our favourite team, and Bristol City did so. They won 2-1 at Ashton Gate. It looked as if everything was going so smoothly, but Brentford could not break down a Barnsley side who had lost the last five games in a row and ended up drawing 0-0. Unbelievable. Two trebles cost by teams that really should win. Bolton losing at home to Burton is absolutely criminal. It is. And uh, Brentford, big news. You know, we're getting the new stadium. We're doing well. Everything's great at Brentford. Feel-good factor. 0-0 at home to Barnsley. They were the shortest odds of the lot as well, which is just typical. Typical. Absolutely agony. But yeah, we are hoping to go one, if not two better this weekend. Uh, We read out a lot of opportunities, so hopefully we can uh, get some good prices for you. Yep, absolutely. So guys, if you have never listened to the show before, or you just need reminding, the Bombproof Treble is the world-famous part of the show where me and Tom are going to put together all of our research into trebles for you guys to bet on and hopefully win some cash. At the end of the season, we're going to total up how much we would have won as a show. And also, you can see who the hot tipster was, because we'll go head-to-head as well. Uh, I went first last week, so it's Tom's turn this week. Okay, right. Unfortunately, no names for this treble this weekend. Couldn't think of one with the teams we've got. We'll start off in the championship, and that's with Derby. They're at home to Millwall, and they're 17 to 20. Let's drop down to League One, and then we'll go for Blackburn away at Northampton. They're four to six, and finally dropping down further to League Two, we'll go for Colchester at home to Port Vale, and they're 13 to 10. And 10 pounds stake on that returns 71 pounds. And I've just realised it could be called the Football League treble. Oh, there we go. We'll give it a name. The Football League treble. Absolutely lovely, lovely stuff. So, yeah, I I couldn't think of a name for mine either. Uh, I do like naming them, but uh, couldn't really think of one. So I'm just going to rattle off the teams instead. So I'm going to go start off in the Premier League. Uh, I'm going to have West Ham United, and they're at home to Newcastle. Uh, They're priced at 21 to 20. Um, I'm going to go for Preston North End. They are at home against Forest. They are four to five, mm. and I'm gonna and I'm gonna go for Cardiff away at Bolton. They're twenty one to twenty, and uh, ten pounds on pays seventy five back. Nice, two good trebles there. Two nice little returns. Uh, all teams that obviously should win, and uh, there's reasoning and form behind all that. So, yeah, looks good to me. For sure. I wonder who will stab Forrest in the back in midweek <laughs> when, when they've got a game. I think uh, they're at home Sheffield Wednesday, actually, so uh, no. I might actually fancy them yeah, for once. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll win that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, guys, if you've really enjoyed the show um, and you want to get in touch, there are numerous ways you can do so. Twitter is the best way. Uh, T underscore FB podcast is our handle. So get involved on Twitter. And we have a Facebook page as well, www.facebook.com slash footballbettingpodcast. We can also be contacted via email, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. And Tom is going to tell you all about the website. 
Yeah, so please do visit our website, www.footballbettingpodcast.co.uk. Lots of stuff on there now. We've got the forum, which we're trying to get up and running so we can discuss tips and bets with each other. And um, We've got the blog, which we try to get updated as regularly as possible um, with all our thoughts. And you can also contribute to the blog if you're a keen content writer. So there's an easy way to submit your blogs onto the site and get all the credit for that. And uh, we also have the new free bet section of the website where... You can get loads of free bets for various different bookies around the web and um, just get more bang for your buck, really. Absolutely. Also, guys, if you have really enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could just take a minute of your time to go to iTunes and give us a quick rating and review. We'd really appreciate that to help us move up the rankings. Yes, we would. The show is bigger than anything me and Tom thought it would ever be already um, so if you could help us grow by giving us a review and getting us up the iTunes rankings that would mean a lot to us that would be a Christmas gift to us it would yeah uh, that's a lovely way to put it a Christmas present from yeah. you to us <laughs> yeah it would take you two minutes and it would actually mean a lot to us it would it really does people don't understand how much it does actually mean we really do appreciate all the kind feedback that we get Absolutely. So let's have a, a quick chat about fancy football. I'm not going to let you uh, just forget about it, Tom, because I know you would love to leave this out of the show. I'd love to. It is <laughs> hilarious how bad you are doing. Hilarious. Down to 39th. Do you know um, what? That really has bugged me because I did actually really well this week. I got 66 points, which is better than a fair few people. I know you got more, but. You know, that's not bad. And I've gone down in the league. <laughs> You've gone down. Yeah, um, yeah to be honest, I- I'm I'm going to think about where the relegation zone should be. I think if the, the championship is 24 teams and three go down, mm-hmm. okay, we've got 44. So I think the bottom six should go down. Well, we have 45, so let's say bottom seven. One, two, three, four. Are you sure you don't want to say bottom six? bottom six? No, so right now no, you, you are occupying the last relegation spot. That's why it should be bottom uh, six. <laughs> it's the bottom seven. So <laughs> you're occupying the last relegation spot, and it means if you finish in the bottom seven, you're not playing next year. You're not, <laughs> you're not allowed. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, not doing the best is, uh, is Tommy P. However, if we, you know, scroll for a few minutes to get from Tom to the top. We'll get to Niall McNally. Niall is flying. He is top of the league. He didn't get more points than me, though. He didn't get more points than you, Tom, but he's on (laughs) 1,044 and you're on 798. (laughs) (laughs) Quite a distinct difference. He didn't really seem to do that well. Uh, Pretty much Salah and Rooney carried him. But, you know, hot on the heels, 13 points behind. Tom Arnold, at least one of the Toms is doing well. Uh, he's gone for a, <laughs> a very unique five-at-the-back formation, uh, which is very rare in fancy football. His formation is 5-2-3. Uh, and, yeah, I've not really seen that before, but okay, it's working. Um, and like we said on previous shows, Whoever is going to finish top of fancy football is going to win a free bet paid out from mine and Tom's pocket, um, and we will offer that to the winner at the end of the season. So it's definitely worth you know doing your team and yep. trying to keep up with the, the uh, leaders. Absolutely. Uh, I'll put the code to join the league if you're still interested in joining. 
in the description of the podcast and otherwise if you can't find it or whatever having any troubles just just contact us on twitter or facebook or email whatever and we'll sort it out for you absolutely well uh i think that's it for the show so thank you very much for listening i really appreciate everything and i know tom equally appreciates everything yeah, absolutely. that uh, every listen we get every review etc etc it's uh, it's good stuff it is indeed we hope you enjoyed the show this week and as usual good luck for the bets at the weekend absolutely thank you for listening guys here's to some winners at the weekend and a happy christmas to all yes merry christmas